Hello, my name is Christopher Demicio, and this is a very good novel, Coronavirus, by me. Uh, I've been reading this for a while. The prologue and the first seven chapters are in the previous podcasts. This is chapter eight, titled The World According to Trump. If you want to read the whole thing or listen to the previous podcasts, you can find it at AVeryGoodNovel.com or at Vagabond.com, either one. With no further ado, here we go. Chapter 8, The World According to Trump. The coronavirus pandemic was as welcome to Donald Trump as the proverbial turd in the punch bowl. If you aren't familiar with that particular metaphor, it should be easy to put together. In any event, 2020 started with Trump feeling amazingly triumphant, and at first, he thought COVID-19 was going to add to that. To understand that, you need to understand exactly how Donald John Trump viewed the world. It wasn't a complex worldview, but unless you understand it, you can never understand the motivations that drove Trump to the seemingly insane decisions that he frequently made. Trump was the original daddy's boy. Some people say that isn't a thing, but in Trump's case, it actually was. Donald John Trump was created in a laboratory. His mother's eggs was removed from her body. The nucleus of it was removed, and the nucleus was replaced with a strand of his father's DNA. Fred Trump and his son Donald shared almost identical DNA. As a result of this, Fred, and I'll stop using the ironic quotes since we all know who Fred really was, put a huge amount of pressure on little Donnie. From the beginning, Donald Trump was told that he was the best, and if he didn't live up to that, it was because he wasn't trying hard enough. There was one person in the world who needed to be pleased with him above all others, his father. Young Donald Trump was encouraged to walk all over his siblings to earn his father's love. He was praised only when he did something that made his father proud. In general, this meant earning power, prestige, and at the same time, taking power and prestige from those less deserving of it, i.e. everyone except for Fred Trump especially those who were not of the same Germanic heritage. You would think that the death of Fred Trump would have taken a lot of pressure off of Donald, but it wasn't the case. Instead, he felt like his father was now aware of his past transgressions and there was nothing he could do to hide himself from the ever-judging eye of his deceased dad. Many were and are the evenings when Donald John Trump stares into the mirror, looking for the image of his father, hoping that he can finally get a proud word of praise. Trump would sometimes try to speak in his father's voice and heap compliments on himself. But this always failed and ended up with him berating himself for his many failures and finally weeping into the mirror. I'm sorry, Papa. Please forgive me. I'm sorry I'm such a piece of shit, Papa. Please, Papa, please, just kill me. I don't deserve your love. I only deserve to suffer for being such a dump cough of a trump cough. When there's only one person, I and it's a dead person, no less, who matters to you, that pretty much opens the door to doing whatever you want to the rest of the people in the world. In his world, Trump stood at the pinnacle of a bunch of subhumans, and his dead father stood above him as a sort of unappeasable sun god that demanded more and more sacrifice. Trump was eager to sacrifice all of those below him. Not only was it easier than sacrificing himself, it was fun. The Russians had videotape of him sodomizing and urinating on prostitutes ranging in age from 12 to 60, but they would never use it. Trump had tapes of his own, and the one thing that the Russians would never forgive was learning that their leader was a homosexual. It had taken him time to acquire it, but the U.S. presidency allows you more power than any other position on the planet, and once he had it, he reset the relationship with Russia very quickly. It freed him from being Putin's puppet. It was that action and the helter-skelter series of bizarre diplomatic decisions that followed which led the Russian president to decide on Operation New York. Trump, in the meantime, had acquired a weaponized coronavirus from his friend, Kim Jong-un, with the intent to release it in Iran. 
His ridiculously still principled generals, however, refused to deploy the virus without a safeguard, and this was why the half-life of the virus had been chemically shortened in the American version. His plan was that later in the year they would release the virus in the USA and throw the elections into turmoil. Trump's plan was simple. His operatives would release the virus in Iran and in Wuhan. Trump and his people knew about the weapons virus lab in Wuhan, and by releasing the virus there simultaneously with the release in Iran, they would be able to create a situation where the virus could be painted as a Chinese virus. All eyes would turn to China. With that, the Chinese virus would be on the loose, and no one would look twice when he released it in the blue states. Trump hated China more than anywhere, except Hawaii. He hated Hawaii more. But he hated himself for desperately desiring the approval of Chinese President Xi Jinping, and he resented the hell out of it. The Chinese had risen out of nowhere from a backwater country full of what he considered worthless peasants to become a challenge to his world-dominatory plans. He'd already been sticking it to China with his trade war, the currency war was on the way, and now he was going to halt their economy. So, as we've seen, the Gaia virus was already circulating in Asia and the western U.S., which people thought was a particularly bad flu season. The Chinese had already figured out that it was something more, and it was around this very moment that both Trump and Putin independently decided to strike. Trump's virus was staged in Wuhan first, and then, after a week, agents released it in the cafes of Tehran. Seeing that a virus was loose inspired Putin to pull the trigger because he could easily blame it on the Chinese. His virus was planted in New York, Milan, Paris, and Barcelona several weeks after the Chinese noticed the U.S. virus, and the casualties began piling up immediately. Trump and his people had expected that their virus would kill millions in China. He absolutely loved the moment when he was able to kick them in the teeth by shutting down air travel from China and other Asian countries. He expected a virus that would last a couple of weeks, at which point he would get to offer Xi Jinping a welcome hand from the U.S. The U.S. stock markets were on fire as Trump and his Federal Reserve pumped billions of dollars into them. He'd effectively maneuvered the Democratic Party into nominating Joe Biden as their candidate, a demented old man who had only to speak to discredit himself. Much like Trump himself, but without the power of Trump's hatred to propel himself forward, nor the power of the presidency to cheat and win. Trump was on top of the world. But it was at that point that Gaia's virus started fucking things up. Instead of millions dying, the Chinese seemed to be getting the virus under control. The immunity wasn't complete, but 4,500 deaths were just a tiny number compared to the millions that he expected. The Iran virus met with less resistance, but Gaia's work had spread there as well. Economic, political, and familial relationships between the two countries have been friendly for generations. And as a result, a limited amount of immunity was there from Gaia's work. 5,700 Iranians died. But the cost would have been millions if Trump's plan had succeeded. Putin's plan, on the other hand, was working far better. The Russian virus had very little competition in New York and Southern Europe since it was tailor-made for fat, diabetic Americans. It worked well on fat, diabetic Europeans as well. Trump had no idea what was happening. First, the virus that he'd sent to China and Iran didn't do the job it was supposed to. And then it started killing people where he hadn't sent it. Trump resisted calls to close the border, shut down the airlines from Europe, or take any other precaution. He was sure that this was his virus, and it would die out in a few weeks. But then it didn't. He was losing political capital faster than he could keep it. He was also losing money that he'd fought hard to cheat from the American people. The stock markets were crashing, what ultimately, and that was ultimately what led him to act. Trump ordered his evil vizier, Secretary of the Treasury, Stephen Mnuchin, to start printing money and spending it in the stock markets as fast as possible. He was damned if he would let his ill-gotten gains fall into the hands of some other villain. He shut down flights from Europe, ordered governors to shut down their states, and began looking at ways he could use this crisis to shore up his power. 
The triple virus whammy had way more staying power than he'd expected, and powerful blue state governors were using the absence of Trump to speak to ever larger audiences. Trump had to get in front of this, so he gathered up the smart people he hadn't yet fired or discredited and forced them all to stand on the stage with him and look like hypocrites as they made recommendations that none of them followed. The American people were glad to see their leader standing in front of them, but quickly realized they were watching a madman as he praised a meme of himself playing the fiddle while the country burned, made impossible proclamations like, we will be open by Easter, or the power of the president is absolute power, or isn't there some way we can spray sunshine or disinfectant on the victims? And it only got worse from there. His orange face, made orange by experimental vaccines and makeup, got oranger and oranger, and the American people became more and more aware of just how insane he actually was. Even his diehard supporters, the one who had cheered when he said he could go out in the street and shoot a stranger and said they would still follow him, they began to have their doubts. Still, they took his lead and started gathering in churches, having protests, and refusing to wear protective gear. No one could accuse them of being smart, but they were loyal to their racist ideologies. That was for certain. Trump's Russian handler, his wife, Melania, told Putin that Trump had totally gone off over the rails and there was no more handling him. He was a madman on the loose, and no one was in charge of him any longer. She tried to weather the storm and protect their son, Baron, who also carried some Stalin DNA, by the way, the heir apparent of the entire Trump empire. Ivanka knew this, which was why she had worked so hard to build her own brands and marry into another fortune. Don Jr. and Eric had no clue, though. They thought they were going to be in the will, but they were essentially in the same boat as Fred Jr. and Robert had been in the earlier generation. Tiffany, like Trump's sisters, had seen the writing on the wall early and did her best to make a life on her own. The coronavirus was fucking up his plans. He was losing money, he was losing respect, and his enemies, Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos, and Elon Musk were all getting richer while he lost money, showing once again that they were better than he was. Trump once again started attacking Amazon, and this time, through the post office. He would destroy the post office if it meant he could knock Amazon and Bezos down a few notches. The world, according to Donald J. Trump, was that he was the chosen one and the whole world was out to get him. He wasn't chosen to save anyone or protect anything. He was chosen to be the best. And that was it. And if it cost everything and everyone else so that he was alone, just one big orange man that was incapable of zipping up his own pants, that was fine. He was going to win. There were just a couple problems. He pissed off the planet, she'd recruited Bob, and Trump made a terrible miscalculation late in April that changed the odds considerably. He decided to start fucking with the post office, and nobody fucks with the post office.